I have basically 24 hours to get my team ready to work from home. How am I going to make this happen? Welcome to the Failover Plan Podcast. I'm Shane Matthew. You know, it feels like such a long time ago, but the month of March was unlike anything else most of us have experienced in our lifetimes. COVID-19 was declared a global pandemic on March 11th, and millions of Americans began to face the impact of the coronavirus in their day-to-day lives. By mid-March, the White House issued new guidelines designed to slow the rapid spread of the pandemic, asking nearly every American to stay home from school or work for the next 15 days. In almost every aspect of daily life, America was effectively closed for business. So how did office leaders deal with the challenge of quickly converting office-based processes to ones completed from home? And how do they do this without even having a plan? On this week's episode, we're going to start a series of interviews with people that had to do this. And we'll kick off our series with Anita Abraham. Anita began her career as a neonatal intensive care nurse. After five years, she joined the OBGYN research team at UT Southwestern Medical Center at Dallas, where she now serves as a supervisor. In March, Anita quickly began to realize that she'd have to shift her operations to remote work with a team that never had done this before and business processes that weren't really designed for it. She's graciously offered to share her experience with implementing a business continuity plan that she had to create in just one day. Anita Abraham, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, I've known Anita for a long time, so it's good to uh, get to know her on a different level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk to the audience a little bit about you. I mean, you know, you're a nurse by trade. Uh, so before COVID, before all this started, you know, tell us a little bit about what you did for the organization you work for. So I actually uh, have been at my job now for about 21 years. And what brought me to this particular position was, as you said, I am a nurse, but I think I was ready for some non-nursing kind of um, activities. I had done patient care for about five years. And so this job is a, it's a research job, but it is a non-clinical research job. So basically, I'm in an office all day, um, and I am a part of a a data collection team. I've done that since day one. I still continue to do that, even though I'm a supervisor now. I still have my hand very much in that. So how big is your team? How many people work with you? Yeah, so I've got under me, I have eight people. Um, Six of them are nurses, and two of them are more data entry, office administrative type roles. Gotcha. So, you know, what would you say is the overall goal that you're trying to achieve with your operation side? You know, like, why is your team here working? Like, what's the goal? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think we are here to, the the data that we collect, I think, really helps in um, policy change. It helps in, you know, the, the, the medical journals and the papers that you kind of see or hear about out there. We are the team that provides statistics for those articles. Um, and e- they've even used our data for, for staffing purposes too. So I think it gets used in a lot of uh, different arenas um, throughout the university. So ultimately, you know, other people within your department, your one team, they depend on what you provide to them? Yes, they definitely do. Um, I think that, like, kind of back to what I was saying, just the the information that we're able to give them really does have an impact on 
on policy and, and these different things. So we do get leaned on quite a bit for that information. Yeah, so it's been a few weeks now. Like when you were starting to you know, get wind of this as it relates to your business, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like when abouts did you start to kind of get the feeling that, okay, now my, my work is going to be impacted? Yeah, so um, really, and I know the pandemic had kind of, we'd been hearing about it, obviously, since about January or so, just generally speaking. But I would say probably the the first or second week of March, you kind of started hearing some rumblings about, oh, could this impact us, you know, in, in our, at our company. So just on my own, again, no official word from anybody. I was just like, I started looking into, okay, what it would, what would it look like for our team to work from home? Interesting. Because that was something that, I mean, to be honest, again, because we are a non-clinical group, um, really that do the majority of our work on computer and along with some, you know, paper data sheets and such, um, We'd always wanted to work from home. It was something we always wanted, but we're, you know, it just wasn't something that was a part of the culture of our company. And so, but I just started getting curious about it. So I just started doing my own research on it. Um, And then come Monday, March 16th, we started actually getting word that they were going to start sending home non-essential employees. Wow. So this was like a... um... An organization-wide event that just happened all of a sudden like that? All of a sudden. At least in terms of what our department was aware of, it was all of a sudden. I actually got a call from a friend who works from a, for a different department in our company. And she was the one who kind of told me that this is starting to go down. And so, and then, then very soon after that, I started hearing from our department about we need to set up some meetings and, and such. Wow. So, yeah, so oh, it was quick. Wow. So when you got that word, like how much time did you have to like figure this all out? Was <laughs> it just like one day and you're like, hey, tomorrow don't come in the office? So yeah, that's pretty funny. You should ask my team about this because basically Monday morning, when I first started kind of hearing this, you know, could happen, I met with the team and I was like, hey guys, you know, we know that there's this virus happening. Um we still don't know exactly what that's going to look like for us, but just stay tuned. That no. was really all I had to give them. I had nothing else to give them. But then, you know, eventually as the day went on and the department made it clear that we needed to be out of the office by Tuesday at 5 p.m. So this is Monday afternoon. Wow. We are having this conversation. So again, to go from we never, ever worked remotely. I mean, some of us maybe checked our emails from home. That was like the extent to what we did. Oh, my gosh. This was going to be a complete overhaul for us. Right, right. So so did people have computers or laptops <laughs> or anything like that that they normally worked on? Yeah, that is a great question. And I guess almost in my maybe naive mind, I just assumed that everybody would have a computer. But honestly... And, and thankfully, the majority of people did, but it was it was a laptop for some and a PC for others. But then there were a couple of my nurses on my team who who just didn't. They had iPads at home, and they had they used their phones. They never really had the need wow. for a computer. So yeah, that was definitely 
going to be a part so of it, figure out. It's almost like you're in a military operation and you're shooting and you're retreating or you're, you're moving at the same time. It wasn't like you had time to really think all these things out and assess, right? Absolutely. It was, it was quick. And, um, and you know this about me because obviously you're a friend too, but I'm a praying person. And so I started praying because I was like, I need to figure out I have basically 24 hours to get my team ready to work from home. How am I gonna make this happen? What was so interesting to me about this story was that as a BC professional, I used to be of the mindset that without a plan or training, departments would really be lost. I'm sure this story was repeated across the organization, but also across the globe as leaders found themselves with very little time to make arrangements. What's the phrase? It's um that necessity is the, the mother of all inventions. And so that's where I felt like we were at. You know, you know, to be honest, I, I'm, you know, there's so much about this pandemic that was obviously horrible, but this was like kind of push came to shove. And, you know, we had always wanted this opportunity to work from home and now we were getting it. And something I told my team was like, okay, guys, you know, this is what we've always wanted. Let's prove that we can make this happen. Let's prove that we right, can right, actually right, right. do this. Interesting. You know? So when you're looking at your business processes, like which is probably mm. the last thing a lot of people think about as they're collecting all their equipment and materials and mm -hmm. getting ready to, to to work from the office setting far away. Like, you know, what were your thoughts around how to keep the operation running? Did you have any deadlines happening that week that were gonna be impacted by this change? Yeah, actually we did. And so it was for, for a couple of things, we had to contact different departments that we're connected with and basically tell them, hey, we're going to be out of the office because um, these departments would be, you know, collecting some of our data for us too. And and the thing is, again, kind of like I, I kind of mentioned this almost more in passing, but this was a key part of our struggle was that we are still paper dependent to an extent. And so I'm calling these other departments and basically saying, hang on to the paper. We're not going to be over there for a while to pick it up. Oh, so part of your process was manual picking up of documentation? Yes, yes. Which, But to be honest, on, on those two fronts, we've, we've tried to implement that on a more electronic format, but just have not been able to make it work for one reason or another. Well, I bet you have the reason uh, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we better figure out something. Right. But so there was that. But then also a part of our process internally involved paper. Um, and so, you know, we were, you know, for, for the longest time, I told you I've been there for 21 years. So for more than half of that time, you know, the, the, the medical world, I think, catches up eventually or is slowly catching up, I should say, to a lot of what the rest of the world does. Right. So we were doing paper charts forever and just went to electronic medical records, what, in the past 10 or 15, I don't know, maybe 10 years right, or so. Right. Um, and so, so we were at least there, you know, but we are, we were still using paper for our data collection. So that was going to be a part of, okay, wait, how, how are we going to do this? Because someone in the office actually would kind of prepare our data sheets for us and then give them to us. But it's like, okay, if we're all going to be at home, how's that going to happen? So how did you overcome so, that? Yeah. So um, basically, again, 
and you know, thank God, I, it was just kind of we have a uh, we have a shared drive um, that all of us access, and that was kind of uh, the creation of um, the supervisor who was there before me, who had much more IT knowledge than I did, and so thankfully she had created the shared drive, and so instead of having our paper um, sheets given to us, basically. This person who used to prep that, those sheets for us now entered that information on a spreadsheet so we would know, okay, this is, this is what we're having to do today. This is our assignments for the day, and then we basically would fill it out ourselves. So who came up with that idea of doing that? Was that just a brainstorming with you and your team, or did you had to just come up with that on your own as your yeah you know thankfully and again that I told you you know I'm telling you about prayer but <laughs> but yeah like it really I, yes the idea came to me I was like okay we can we can do this and that way everybody knows exactly what their assignments are and um, and then the, and the beauty of the spreadsheet too is that then we mark we mark it like a little X or something when we've gotten that that particular um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When we've com completed that particular assignment, we mark an X. So we know we've done that. So yeah, it's a, it was a whole new system for us. And we were nervous because that takes time. Prepping our sheets was something this person did very well. And so we're like, man, you know, it, it's just going to be different, but, but, it, but it's, it worked out thankfully. And the team was flexible. So I have to give them a lot of credit for that, you know, because, um, the person who used to do that for us now had to learn a completely new process of giving us our assignment. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that for a second because, yeah. you know, one of the challenges I would see is that you're not only doing this on the fly, but you're mm -hmm. also trying to communicate these new mechanisms or methodologies to people. And you, in some cases, like you said, you have to train people on the fly too. So how did you handle first the communication part? Like, how did you shift to that? Do you guys have all phone numbers or what did you do? Yeah. So thankfully, we still did have two days in the office, you know, so this was all happening by Monday afternoon. So and I um, so I just kind of got on it. And our company actually had a lot of really good um, information on their website about just even setting up your computer to work from home and stuff like that. So a lot of my team is a lot like me in the sense that we are not IT savvy at all. I have maybe two people on my team who are super IT savvy. So I did I did a, a printout um, for them um, on getting their computer set up, but I also did a printout for them on our new process. So it's basically a step-by-step. I, I think we're all wired the same because we are data collectors. We're very detail oriented. So we like step-by-step -step details. And so, um, so I gave, I had these handouts for them and then we talked through it. Like we, we got a meeting together, we talked through it. So I think they were in a good place because they had the information they needed and they were able to kind of verbalize any questions they had when we did meet. Wow. I hope that no, answers absolutely. I mean, that's so interesting okay. because I mean, it's good that you are all like-minded, but this is tremendously different. What you, I, I think you mentioned uh, in an earlier discussion between the two of us about how some of this stuff was paper, right? And so there was a transfer of documentation. Did that still carry forward or was the shared drive enough to handle all that? 
That's that's a good question. No, we we had to figure something out because and and that is something we're looking at eventually. It's like how do we get away from paper? But you know what? It's like let's deal with one thing yeah. at a time. <laughs> you know, let's get through this pandemic first and then we'll work on that. You know, but yeah, so so basically I was like everybody grab a stack of about 500 data sheets. Wow. <laughs> so there's there's logistically and thank God we have like, you know, again, great people. One of our data entry people just got to work and started making like thousands of copies of these data sheets that we needed. So this is very much a team effort. Right. And so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, we could have the data sheets at home and fill in them out, but then we had to get those data sheets to our because we have a keyer, a data entry person who enters that data into a program. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's that so that was the question because the the problem was the company was also wanting us to limit our time if we even had any time at in our offices. So how are we going to make this transfer happen? How was I going to get my data sheets to our keyer? For her to input the I mean, data. It sounds like a like a spy novel or spy movie where you have to drop off <laughs> an undescript mailbox or something like that. So did you have to go to the yeah. office to do this, or how did you arrange well, that? You didn't go to people's houses, did you? No, but you know what's funny? We tossed around a bunch of different because well, at first I'll tell you that they it, the the office wasn't so restricted to us initially. We knew we couldn't be there for long periods of time, but. We thought, okay, we can come in for an hour or two just to kind of make these transfers happen. So that was that was working initially. But then as the pandemic kind of really was going on, they were really getting more strict about our our um, access to our offices. So basically what I did was I base created kind of a one day a week go to the office, but we had staggered times. So, you know, we have a group, there's, there's basically about 12 people in our group, you know, just overall. So we've staggered the times that they could all be there, obviously because of social distancing. Mm -hmm. um, everyone had to wear masks, um, you know, when we're there. But with those um, things in place, it, it gave us a little more freedom to be able to come to the office and make these transfers and then, you know, keep the work going right because that was really that was the only way we could do that not everybody had a printer that could scan right you know back and forth to each other because that would have been another option um but so this and and again thankfully the team was super flexible and, and willing to kind of do what it took to to make our operation continue so as this is now stretch over several weeks now is there any technology that you've had to put in place to help or, or did you kind of keep it the same from the very beginning? You know, it, it pretty much stayed the same. I mean, we've had conversations about, you know, okay, you know, if let's say working from home is more of a long-term thing and not just a pandemic thing, what what's it going to take for us to really function more even optimally than we are, you know? And so, but yeah, in, in these, few months that we've had all of this going on it's it's just oh one thing they did do i will say this is that our department graciously gave everyone a new monitor um which it, and it's a and it's a larger monitor so when i was first doing this i was doing everything on my laptop but to have that second monitor that's a much bigger than my laptop screen and then they also you know they have some surplus 
stuff of like keyboards and like a mouse and stuff like that. So we were able to access that. That's made it just a little more comfortable and a little right. easier. So for those folks who had uh, just limited access to computers, like a lot, all they had was an iPad, did you have to buy them mm-hmm. computers or provide them with some? No, thankfully the department actually had some computers that they could spare. And so, and, and we had an IT guy who really helped us out with that. Like he, thank, thankfully he just got everything together put it in a nice little package on their desk. Cause I, again, I don't have a clue about this stuff. I don't know what cables you need. I don't know what connections you need. I, you know, so, so utilizing the other people in our department was, um, was important and super helpful. Come together (laughs) more so than you probably have in the past to around the, around this logistical challenge. So if you uh, could go back in time to the beginning of this and kind of guide uh, passing Anita <laughs> on what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is there any lessons you kind of learned about this whole process that you would kind of give that guidance uh, to somebody else who might have to go through this? Um, <laughs> to be honest, I I don't know what I could have done differently. I mean, if I wish there was, of course, if I had started researching working from home sooner, that probably would have helped like getting everybody set up over with that because there were there were things that they had to get on their laptops right in order to connect remotely to their desktops at work so that was its own system and that took time and for some people they you know they weren't quite sure how to do that so they actually brought their laptops to work on Tuesday that Tuesday so we could my tech savvy people could actually do what they needed mm-hmm. to do on their laptops so yeah if if I had even had any kind of clue that working from home was even a possibility for us, I wish I had started at least that process sooner. But it was so not in the realm of reality, at least, you know, at this point for us. So it just, we never went there. We never went there in our minds, but I don't know what else I could have done differently besides that. So some preparation would have been nice, right? Oh, sure. So is there any impacts that you see to your productivity after the shift? Did it, did it stay the same? Did it go down? Did it go up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully people are getting done what they need to get done. I will say that, but there is a little bit of a delay, right? Because still at this point, we still just have one office day a week. So our data entry person who would typically get her those data sheets every single day now gets them once a week. Mm. And so then she goes home and she's keying everything. So you you see where there's about a week a delay lag. in that. So that means certain reports that we would typically run aren't are delayed and you know certain again the statistics all of that is delayed it's delayed because of that. But but maybe just by like a week or so. So it's not horrible but 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 it's there. All right, so you know, now that you're an experienced work from home <laughs> addict, I would probably say. Addict is true, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, what what would be the number one accessory that you would you would say, hey, this helped me out big time now that I'm working from home? Is it that monitor or is there uh, another tool that you had to yeah. add to your your tool set that maybe other people who are, are adjusting to this may uh, benefit from learning about? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, this may sound really amateurish, but getting the monitor and then hooking up a keyboard. I didn't hook up the keyboard till maybe last week or two weeks ago. I had still just been doing everything for my laptop keyboard. But to have a regular keyboard was like, why didn't I do this sooner? And why didn't I have a mouse sooner? I mean, it sounds so basic, but it is. Um, and one of our nurses had done this a while ago, and she was like, I think you'd like it. But I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. But yeah. yeah. So if, if you have access to even the simple things that's funny could really make a difference. So accessories are important. I remember uh, building uh, a customer service program where we had customer service reps at an organization I used to work for be able to go from work from home. Mm -hmm. And we tried the same thing. We just got them a laptop, sent it home. And that was the number one complaint. They were like, this is really challenging to work on a tiny screen and a tiny um, interface and then we also just had the trackpad you know on your laptops mm -hmm. which makes it so much more challenging as soon as you get those other tools yeah you know it feels a little bit more semblance of being normal so yeah oh that's oh i'm glad you said that because i really thought i was like how what a simpleton i am that that's <laughs> really like. so yeah that it's so true it's really true and of course you know i've got my little coffee warmer and you know, <laughs> yes, the coffee warmer. That is an amazing <laughs> work from home trick that I, you know, we have, there's rules about that sort of stuff in an office setting or a hospital setting, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. having that here at the house is nice. Yeah. Anita, thank you so much for um, your, your story. It's, uh, it's definitely unique to you, but so many people that I've been hearing from have been uh, experiencing the same thing, just this rapid deployment to work from home. But it sounds like you did a, a bang up job. Everybody's working well. So thank you again for your, your story. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the time. Thank you for joining us for the failover plan podcast. Since COVID-19 hit the United States, I've been hearing from other people who were thrust into business continuity scenarios without training or a plan. I think there are a few things we can learn from stories like this one. For me personally, I learned that you really need someone with operational knowledge when planning a recovery strategy. Sometimes, you get just about anyone with a little time on their hands assigned to help in the planning process. This story showed me that you really need someone with strong operational knowledge who knows the processes, knows the staffing and equipment capabilities, and knows how the workflow can be adapted. Second, it's important to include workflow analysis in your preparation. In Anita's case, she had processes that could certainly be done remotely and others that required the team to be in close proximity to each other. Finally, if you're creating a work-from-home strategy, you really need to verify people's ability to access your systems. Even in 2020, not everyone is as connected as you may want, and having IT create instructions on remote work is very important. There are a lot of lessons here, so I'd love to hear from you about some of the other lessons you've gathered from hearing this story. In future episodes, we'll continue to talk with people who have done this without any formal planning and see how they fared. Before we end, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. You can either visit our website, failoverpodcast.com, or find us on iTunes and other podcast sites. And when you subscribe, you'll never miss a show. We've got a lot more coming your way. Thanks again for listening, and remember, why learn how to do something on your own when there's got to be someone else who may have already learned this the hard way? <laughs>